Hello, everyone. Welcome to Universal Energy Radio and to the lowest effect. My name is Elisa. My name is Liz, and thank you, Blog Talk, for not kicking me off for the third time. Uh, anyway, Mercury retrograde. Um, is it? I have no idea. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I don't even take any of that, like, oh, my God, but I just um, take it in a very practical manner, like leaving room or not getting... Um, derailed with technical glitches Mm -hmm. that's just you know going to be part of the deal but other than that it's like I've had things you know during the most allegedly uh, positive of times explode in my face so I don't take any (laughs) you know yeah like my eight year that was cute that was cute yeah I manifested lots of stuff in the eight yeah Anyway, uh, it's very funny. But when you have a friend who's a neurologist, then you understand. (laughs) Yes. You have a friend in the business, (laughs) then you you understand what's going on. So we missed you the other day on uh, Thursday's show, but you were listening, which was great. I was able to listen while I was waiting for my aunt. Uh, we, were, we were partly driving, so then when I finally parked, I was able to call in and, and listen. So that was nice. So we're glad. And, uh, yeah, I, I know that you um, were talking about the uh, Seattle screening and that it's probably not going to line up with uh, your schedule and stuff. Um, yeah. That actually works. Actually, that works out because um, I don't think I can go because of the the dates. Yeah. Because um, we're we're going to be filming the next one around that time, which is crazy. oh wow. So, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that's going to be well, not even that it's going to be because we're in the throes of getting ready for it. But it's going to be um, a very interesting process where we're shooting um, footage that will be um, edited as a standalone short, but that footage is going to be put feature. So this is really going to be like the next three years of my life. Wow. But you know what's crazy, my travel agent friend? Mm. Uh, What will likely happen for the premiere of the short is that it will likely premiere, if all goes well, October 2024 in Wales. Ooh. Ooh. See, I knew you were going to be, I knew you were going to react like that. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll discuss. We'll discuss. Okay. We'll discuss. So you might have to. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, Lisa, I did realize you were so, so appreciative of cinema. No, bitch, I'd like to travel. <laughs> nice. Right. Yeah. 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 So we'll get more. Yes. So it's very, uh, very exciting and terrifying and um, all the things. And, and not since my documentary, because um, I never thought I'd be so all in again. Cause it's like the mob once, you know, once they bring you back in, you're like, ah, um, not since that have I been so immersed and responsible and invested. And like, it's, it's a lot, even, even more so than, um, the current film, Barrier Boy, but the new one, which is called Stateside, um, I'm a lead producer, Barrio Boy, I was a co-producer. The difference is insane, but it's good. So, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, and then you'll see us in Atlanta um, in about a month. Yeah. Which is crazy. So, yep. So now I gotta, now I gotta ask, what is the difference between yeah. a lead producer and a co-producer? <gasps> Uh, thousands of dollars, and um, no, um, the difference is a co-producer, 
Well, it depends. A coach, co-producer could just be someone that just is very generous and they write a check and then they have a credit. Boom. Okay. So that uh-huh. you could see a lot of names and they were just generous and that was it. Or in my case with, with uh, Mario Boy, I would be very strategic about uh, going to uh, for different resources, whether it's crew, whether it's funding, uh, whether it's um, a communication style. Again, being so intuitive really, really helped. Like um, giving, giving counsel, um, pulling in favors, um, uh, getting getting things that you know instead of paying retail, you get a discount. You know, just all you know, you, metaphorically and literally. So, uh, so that's a, that's, of, a, that's a lead producer. That's, no, no, that's more like that's, no, that's more like that's more like co-producer stuff. A lead producer is you are involved, um, basically fused to the director. You're like Siamese twins fused to the or conjoined. When I say Siamese twins, oh, hello, conjoined twins. Hello, mm-hmm. conjoined twins um, with the uh, with the with the director and any other main producers to make this happen from uh, start to finish. So it's, it's uh, everything from going through uh, script changes uh, to picking music to, ca- well, ca- I'm a casting director, so obviously if I'm involved, it's a given that I cast, to, to casting, to financing, to logistics, to uh, working with the location manager to get permits, to um, getting your crew, it's 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 really like a, it's around the clock. So it's it's so immersive. Um, I compare it to when the, I did the documentary because I directed, produced, and wrote it. And um, I it's crazy how I worked with people that, or I chose to work with people that were way more experienced and way more um, involved in the process. And I was able to to learn from their level. What's so amazing is that all these years later, because I think I got the idea for the documentary in 2014, 2013, 2014, I got the idea, and then it took like five years to, to make it. Barrio Boy took six or seven years altogether, and now that's getting its New York premiere. We're going to premiere in Atlanta. We've been overseas. We've got a, just, uh, distribution, a distributor. We'll probably have a, um, a, a theater screening in L.A., a theater screening in New York. And these days, it's just like a day or two, mm-hmm. but that's a big that's a big deal because nobody does the big movie thing anymore like the conventional movie theater a lot of it's festivals and then you know if you're lucky you're on a HBO or you're on a Showtime or Netflix or what and Barrier Boy could end up on one of those streaming things uh, we'll see yeah uh, yes so it's this it's this whole labyrinth but but as a lead producer I'm basically um, you know, in the ear of the director and the director's in my ear, like the whole, the whole process, um, administratively and then, uh, creatively. But the difference from when I was working on the documentary, which was almost 10 years ago to get the idea and not even knowing going to go on this path, um, the confidence that I have now, and the level of people that are asking for my guidance and appreciating it. See, it helps do a podcast. Um, it's been phenomenal. And also because there's a strike, uh, independent films are immune from it at the level that, we, that we're doing it. Mm-hmm. So people that wouldn't talk to us before are talking to us now mm-hmm. because a lot of people can't work. And um, the agreement with the Writers Guild strike and also with the actor strike 
again, doesn't affect us because we're not a studio situation and the, with the unions there in contention with the studios, um, this is this is the time to be making an independent film. So it's, it's very funny where I've never stopped. Like everybody's doing a 180, I'm doing a 360. You know, where it's like, oh, we have to be more inclusive in our casting. I've been doing that for 25 years. Oh, we have to make indie. Um, I've been doing that for about 15 years. So it's very interesting how I, I'm just doing a three, uh, you know, a 360. Everybody's doing a 180. And I mean, a really great example is um, I think I might have mentioned this. Ryan Murphy's location manager is our fourth producer and oh our location guy. Yeah. So hello. So yeah, we're, I'm talking to people like that. I'm talking to people. Yeah, I'm talking to people like that. I'm collaborating with people like that. So that's and if it, and if there wasn't a strike, I wouldn't be. But this person worked with Barrio Boy before he blew up as a location manager, and he's interested in crossing over and getting into producing. So this is a good example of a lead producer. So we were just going to work with him as a consultant because we couldn't, you know, afford him to be our location manager for this tiny film, that this tiny little budget, this tiny little mm-hmm. short film. So um, the first the first call that we conference call that we had, I said, so would you consider coming on board as a producer? Um, and then the second call, um, he brought it up first, which is great. And I said, so do you do layaway? Because <laughs> 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 this is great. So we basic. So this is an example of producing. So we got him. He's a genius. The whole art of location. People just think, oh, you just rent a place, whatever. It's the way that I talk about actors for casting. This is how this guy talks about locations. Well, mm. well, you have to raise this up so you get the angle. And you have to put the camera outside of the window. Like it's so. Like what we're learning from this guy at that level, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, is is priceless so the deal is is that he will get a producer credit he will be on set functioning as a producer and we're going to get him for half his rate hey wow. that's that's a good example of a day in a producer an elite producer's life so i'm doing stuff i'm doing like gro- grown-up shit like that grown-up <laughs> grown-up it's grown <laughs> Road and it's twenty four seven, twenty four seven. So it's it's really working my brain. It's really uh, yes, and it means it means a lot to me because as I said before with this one, and it really was not my doing. It was the director's doing when he met my older son, who's an actor, who was assisting us with the casting of Barrio Boy as a reader. I didn't even know this new, this other script existed. He wrote the script first. I didn't even know that it existed. And he saw my son play, playing the lead role. So um, this is also like a legacy. This is like, you know, some people leave their kids money. You know, when they die, I'm leaving him a movie. <laughs> so it's very, it's very heightened. And we had kind of a rehearsal um, on... Uh, I think it was on Sunday, we rented the studio, the two lead actors, my son being one of them, and the director worked, me and the other producer, who's also here, uh, we went elsewhere to, to do some work. And um, then afterwards, we got together. And it's great how I could be so objective. And um, there's no... We can be um, objective and professional, and there's no like lines crossed. Um, my son is evolved and mature enough, also, mm-hmm. and it's such a loving team, anyway. Um, and um, the, um, the director and one of the producers—they've known Cole for years now, so there's, it's not weird. Like it's not weird mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, so it's good. It's good. And, you know, um, I knew this years ago, Christian Slater, uh, his mother uh, was a very well-known casting director. And no one's saying, well, his mother, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, if you're an actor in your own merit, 
you know, listen, I am not mad at nepotism, nepotism, <laughs> acquaintancepotism. <laughs> no, you still have to be brilliant. Right. And he's been, he's been acting be since a kid. You know, he was doing, he's yeah, getting and it's probably because of his mom, but he's probably. very talented. So who but, cares, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He, he held his own. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just actually, that's true. You know, Cole's first movie, uh, I think he was 12. I cast it, but, um, I had, the director didn't know, like when he came in, like the director didn't, the director didn't put it together because um, our last names were different. Mm-hmm. And I said to Cole, don't say anything. And Cole was the best actor. And it wasn't my final decision it was the director's. And then when he said, yeah, I want Cole to do it. I said, by the way, I don't have to contact the parents because I'm his circle. Mom. I, just, I just realized that. So there's the opportunity is there. You still have to deliver, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, you're in a family. You're in a family business. If you can't, if you can't, be, you know, you can't function in your role in the family business, and an outsider who's not a family member could do a better job. Well, it's better for business to get the more efficient person, right? But but the opportunity, which is priceless, is always the hardest part. I tell my students all the time, it's a it, you be brilliant. That's a given. That's the easy part. It's investing in your alliances, is what you have to cultivate, mm. especially in entertainment. That's why when you say, oh, that person wasn't that good, well, they, they, somebody knew somebody that knew somebody else that they were paying for it. <laughs> so when they're not that good, it's, it's because of that. I'll, I'll put money on it. Some, somebody did something to do that or was related to somebody to get that opportunity, but you can't sustain it. If you're not good, you're not good. And the audience isn't going to put up with that. You know, listen, an audience um, lost their faith in Lizzo. Mm. You know? Yeah. And she's brilliant. You know? She could play that flute. She can command a stage. She can, you know, I, I don't know if she'll come back from the scandal, but I uh, haven't heard too much. But the last I heard was they took her off consideration for the uh, Super Bowl halftime show. So uh. even just that... Yeah, even just that. Well, yes, you know about. Listen, I even know about this scandal with Spain. Ted, tell the story about Spain. <laughs> See, I thought of you. Even I know this scandal. Tell the story about uh, Spain. Well, it's it. It's been uh, like a telenovela. It's been crazy because love it. Because because the Spanish women's soccer team won the World Cup, which is a huge thing. It's the first time. Um, it's amazing. They're a brand new country. They've never won the World Cup, and and this this women's World Cup was all about everything new because the 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 other four in the however many years since like 1991, um, they've had this official World Cup for women, and there've only been four countries to ever win the title. So, wow, um, yeah. And the U.S. has won it uh, four times. Uh, Germany's won it, I think, three times. Mm. Norway and then Japan. That's it. Those are the only four countries up until this year. And wow. so it's a, it's a big achievement because the countries that, that played in the final was England and Spain. Um, uh, in fact, even the top – even the top three, uh, the, the four four teams left in the in the in the final or semi or you know the to to in the medals are, are all brand new, so it was we knew it was going to be exciting. But you know Spain won, uh, and and good good for them. It was a one nothing win, and they've had issues with their federation for a long time. But within the last year, there ha- they had um, they had people from their women's um, the senior team. 15 of them had said, look, uh, we're going into a World Cup year. So this is back in like October. Uh, they they said, um, oh, and they've just gone through, they have a, a, they have a European uh, championships uh, tournament um, where I don't think they did as well. They, they, were, well, they didn't win it. Uh, England won it. Um, but after that tournament, which was last summer, uh, very competitive, 
they wanted some things to change. They said, you know, we're, we weren't, we weren't really prepared for the, for the, these tournaments. And, and I don't feel going in, well, they didn't feel going into the world cup, which then after the world cup next year is the Olympics. Um, oh, wow. Uh, you know, so they, they're just saying, you know, we, we just don't, they were not happy with the head coach who's been the head coach since like 2015. Uh, speaking of nepotism, he got there because of his father um, Hello. See, everything ties in and, on the lowest effect. And before that, the head coach had been there for like 27 years. Um, oh. Incredibly abusive environment, um, oh. which I I didn't get a chance to. You know, there's just a lot. To, there's a lot to to kind of unpack with everything, but it, it it's a it's a really bad trail of of uh, I think part of it is culture, but but. Part oh, of a it lot of it's just, culture, honey. I can say that. Yeah, it's it's culture, yeah. and it's it's crazy. But here's the thing: so these women, like, they are only now within maybe the last, hmm, I don't know, maybe three, four years, maybe, um, only now have their um, professional leagues really been professional. Like their their club teams, when they're not playing on the national team, you have to be playing. And so you have to play for, uh, you know, a, a, hopefully a professional club, but you're playing soccer fairly regularly. The, before that, they were very, you know, it was either semi-professional um, or they just had to play in other leagues around the world that, would, that could pay them a living wage so they can keep their skills sharp and get noticed so they can be called up for the national team. So uh, now that a lot of the men's uh, leagues – supporting a, a women's side for their teams um, that has helped tremendously with giving them an environment where it's a professional environment. They can play consistently. They can play amongst the best players or uh, from around mm-hmm. the world. So, um, so my, I suspect that their skills have been sharpened mostly because of playing on a professional team, you know, day in and day right. out. Um, of course. Because a track record for the women's national teams, um, for the first time they got into the World Cup, they were they qualified was 2015, and they got knocked out in the group stage. So they didn't go beyond that, um, beyond like three three games out of seven that you could possibly play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2019, I think they made it to the round of 16. So it was like like the next level. They so they were getting better. And then this and then so this year they win it. But yeah. They've had the same. They've had the same coach. And it's not because of him. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> they are, no. I mean, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he thinks it's because of him. it's clearly it's not. Yeah. But but they were complaining about um, he's incredibly strict. They 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 wanted they wanted things to change. I don't think they directly said they wanted him out, but they might you know they wanted they wanted some things to change. So this was back in October, and I'm giving you this backstory because it's all tied together. I'm um, sure it is. So the the coach is uh, Vilda Vilda. Um, he he said. Um, I don't know. I think all the the 15 players had sent something to their federation uh, via email, and they were trying to they were trying to handle this, you know, internally. Like we're just we're we're going to take a stand. It was a bold thing to say. These are, these are their best players that mm. perform really well in their club team. They're well known, very popular, and they're saying mm-hmm. we are asking for these things to change. Otherwise, we we don't don't choose us for a national team selection. They were taking oh, wow. the out of the equation to even be called up for the national team. That's how strongly they felt about it. So Amazing. Uh, the Federation coach and says, uh, fine, you know, we'll just pick other people. Like, no, we're not, we're not changing it. And you should, and, and if you want to be considered again, you have to apologize. Oh, <laughs> so, that's sort of how uh, how that has been played out. So 
over the course of the last few months, um, I think some concessions were made, but no, I mean, no one really knows what was made, what was told to some of these people, some of the players. But um, I think seven of them said, okay, like they kind of broke and said, okay, seven of them said, okay, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll come back. But the coach only took three of them. Oh. And was like, no. The rest, you know, the rest, I'll take, I'll take them. Yeah, let me make an example, whatever. So the coach Mm -hmm. goes around, so it's fine. It was not fine, but they, so they go on. They're a really good team. Um, They just without, without his coaching skills, just because, uh, and again, uh, more of the backstory, the two main clubs in Spain um, are um, Barcelona, very well known on the men's side too, and Real Madrid. Mm -hmm. So most of the team, most of the national team plays for one of those two teams. So they already play a lot together. <laughs> Again, mm-hmm. that chemistry is there. So it helps to have mm. really good chemistry. It helps to have good skills. So they, um, with the exception of playing Japan in this World Cup, they pretty much you know, outplayed everybody else. And deservedly so, they won. Um, big achievement, bittersweet for some of those players that had opted not to be called up and still stuck to their yeah. guns. Yeah, um, because you know this stuff only happens every four years. So if you don't make it yeah. there, depending wow. on your, on, you know, on your, on your health and your, you know, just can you can you hold out for another four years if you're in your twenties? Yeah, that's a big ask. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know because, mm-hmm. but you know they they start their their players young in terms of recruiting and, and they can go professional at a very young age mm-hmm. uh, now that they have mm-hmm. structures in place. So anyway, they get to the uh to the to the final, they win, they get to the awards ceremony. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> and mm-hmm. there's a few things happening. So, you know, uh, with all the co- with the coach the with Vilda being there every time they've won something and moved on to the next level, you you can see clips of this where the the players are not really celebrating with him. They're not really paying him any attention. He's kind of doing you know, his stuff on the side with, with staff, but otherwise the players are not really, they're, they're just minimal contact with him. Uh, minimal acknowledgement. And, um, <laughs> and so they get to, and they win. And then the, here we, now we enter the new figure who, who up until then has kind of been in the shadows. Uh, uh, Luis Rubiales, He's a president of the Spanish Federation. He was in the stands with uh, their queen and the queen's daughter, 16-year-old daughter, like, you know, watching the game. Um, when they won, and there's a, there's a video of him, he's grabbing his crotch. And, <laughs> and, like, and it's like, yeah, like, yeah, you know, like we won. Like, okay. So okay. everyone caught as that one. As, like, one does when, as, one, as one does when they celebrate. I generally, yeah, you know, <laughs> I guess uh, cel- celebratory okay. crotch grab, um, I guess is is part of what you do. I it's it was, but it was it was like okay, you know, if you see it in the stands, but you're like you're like in the box with with royalty. with the queen of Spain with the queen with of Spain, queen. and you're doing that. <laughs> the daughter girl, check and, yourself, uh, come on, yeah. oh my god, he was checking himself. Oh, anyway, he was checking something. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then they get to the awards ceremony, um, and I sure I didn't watch all of this because I, you know, it was I was it was just a lot. I was like, all right, well, they won, cool. Uh, I don't usually stick around and watch the ceremony unless it's like the U.S. women. But you know, everyone else was watching it, and the the president is the president of the federation is in, in is in the line, you know, to congratulate the players along with like all the other dignitaries, like FIFA people. Um, and he is like, I mean, I, not to make excuses. I can see it's a, he's, he is very happy that his, his team won. Um, mm-hmm. But he's very handsy with everybody. He's very what? Handsy, like just yeah, really uh-huh, like, yes, uh-huh. which okay. And again, we get you know. He was handsy with himself a minute ago. Hello. He was ha- well, right, right, right. He's a handsy guy. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> so 
he uh their their probably most popular player also the biggest goal scorer for the women's side um in Spain. Uh her name is Jenny Hermoso. Uh she uh was in the line and and, and when he got to her you know there's uh, he's you know they're, I guess they're all they're all happy whatever but he's he just he ends up putting his hands like he gives her a kiss on the lips. But he, which is insane. He puts his hands on her head, like kind of grasping her. So you you, know, you can't really move, and and even if it's a brief, it's but it's a kiss on the lips. Um, that's your boss. Yeah, uh, and your boss is taking your taking your directing your head. You know what I mean? Like kind of forcing your head to lock lips. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing we could do. You know, you could do with that. But I think it just with with that alone. But then you know, there were other other scenes. You know, he's picking up players, putting them over his over his shoulder. Um, just you know, Ooh, it just like, it's just a very handsy person. Um, and then in the locker room afterwards, there was like a Instagram live with the players and people were like kind of, Oh, what that kiss. And she's like, yeah, I, I really didn't like it. So that was on Instagram yep. live right after. Um, and then mm-hmm. there was another incident in the locker room where he, when he came in, he's like, Oh, you know, we're going to play, take everybody to Ibiza for, you know, celebration. And I'm going to marry Jenny Hermoso. You know, I'm going to marry, you know, like what? Oh. Uh, I, oh my side God. note, she's gay. Yes. <laughs> so it's oh, so all right kinds there. of, all so the whole patriarchy, the whole objectification, but they're not toys. They're not your little soldiers to just toss around. It's a very possessive oh type of thing. So yeah. anyway. Yeah, very machista. Yeah. Yeah. And then because so many people who were not Spanish were looking at this like, wait a minute, this is weird. Um, right. it, it blew up because he, he, he just, he, he didn't. He didn't he control himself. It. He couldn't control him. He wasn't trying to hide it. He was. He couldn't control himself. He's like, "Well, we won. We won, and we yes. won with with right. uh, with the players that I wanted that that we allowed on the team. You know, we we won amidst the controversy of people of half you know half their Spanish team backing out uh, at, over you know, over the controversy. He was like, well, we you know basically we won.' He didn't say that, but that sort of everything was under his control." He he doubled down. He kept the coach. He kept he kept the players he wanted to keep, and they won. Um, and he was going to so celebrate immunity. In his yeah, mind. yeah, like, right. You know, we've done we've done it. We've achieved it. We've did it. I did it. He could say I did it. You know, um, I did it. Oh, so narcissism. <laughs> so take the right. narcissism and run. So, uh, so that was like last Sunday, a week ago, Sunday, right. And, the only thing, so instead of celebrating the fact that these women won a World Cup, the first time in their in their club's history, you know, in their in their country's history, um, mm-hmm. despite all odds, all the talk has been about him and about yes, uh, his his antics, and um, and so over the last few over the last week, it has gone from. Um, the federation basically saying, you know, no, he, you know, he's they're they're backing him, but people were calling for his resignation. Like, look, you just assaulted a woman on stage, like it was not consensual. Uh, and he said it was. Yeah. He, well, he yeah. said a lot of things. <laughs> right. He said a lot of things, um, and then at some point. Allegedly, there was a statement issued by Jenny Hermoso uh, saying that it was consensual, but it she said it she was. said it she said that wasn't she said that wasn't my statement. It was pr- brought out by the federation. Right, it was not consensual. Right, uh, and then so it's like everything they can do to to keep him up, they're going to keep him up. Which mm-hmm. a lot of people outside of were saying, well, what. Kind does he have on everybody in the federation that they are willing to do mm-hmm. basically do whatever they can to keep them in place right. well what is going on culture there? the way that we have it you know mm. so he's uh they 
there were a lot of people who were trying to, you know, intervene and say, like, you know, like the government needs to do something. The government was not very happy with him, obviously. They're like, oh, my God. Uh, mostly because, but yeah, because he was embarrassing and, and all that. Um, and then uh, the, the different federations, like the um, – well, FIFA really needed to step in. Um, there were a lot of different confusing. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. And and usually it was a, the feder, the Spanish Federation saying, well, we're going to uh, ask to be uh, to step down from the uh, the their European uh, Federation. That there's wow. part of this whole. So, so what that does is that affects the players, both men and women, mm-hmm. for the for the for not just the national team, but. But for club teams, it would affect them too. Wow. Well, we're gonna we're gonna ask to be step step down from all that as a way to punish everybody. It was like the pressure to get uh, to get everyone to say to turn and say no, 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 we, it's not worth it. They they're just it's like they just double, triple, quadrupling down on we didn't do anything wrong. Um, between the plane ride from Sydney, Australia, to back to Spain. Uh, there was mm-hmm. a layover, I think, in in like Qatar. Uh, so uh, he was he was trying to get um, Jenny Hermoso to to come on on camera to issue uh, uh, his apology, um, or to at least say, you know, it was consensual. But you know, oh, so, and, and she and she did not. He appeared alone, and he basically said, "I'm sorry that you felt offended." You know, not even to her, but I'm sorry. I people. hate that. Not even to Oni. I hate those apologies. I'm sorry yeah. if you think I hurt you. Like, shut up. That's not an apology. It's like, well, what can I do? People are, were upset, so I, I I have to apologize. He never really apologized. <laughs> no, he didn't own <laughs> he it. Never, he never he didn't own it. Oh, okay. They're making me apologize, so I'm gonna apologize. Right. So I'm gonna apologize. Right. You know, we're we're friends. Whatever. It's fine. Um, and and then there's like uh, I guess the, the the Spanish players are, are all they are in Ibiza they they are they are like oh you know relaxing we're celebrating at some point she she finally because people are like well you know has she said anything it's like why does she have to say anything right. um, but so what she did was she issued a statement she had her her agents and her like she's part of a players union. And mm-hmm. basically say, no, it wasn't consensual. I will let them work things out, you know, to represent me and whatever mm-hmm. I need to say. Um, mm-hmm. But it wasn't consensual. So now there's this whole, you know, movement that says, you know, we're with, we're with you, Jenny, or, you know, all these things, uh, you know, it's over. Mm. Uh, a lot of, a lot of players are just uh, around the world are at their own games, even in the States, they, they have their, wow. own, their own movements to say, you know, because they've all, uh, unfortunately, they've all had that kind of uh, environment. Right. Um, right. So she's, just, and she's representing all of them in a way. Where, you know, she hasn't had to say anything because everyone saw what was done to her. Even Isn't if it that great? seems like, to, mm-hmm. even if it seems like, oh, just a little thing, but, but, the big thing that people were saying, well, gosh, if that's how he acts with the cameras on him, Can what you is imagine he doing? behind closed doors? Behind oh, my closed God. doors. Um, so, so then it's a lot of people were saying, well, we need to start investigating what these players were saying a, a year ago. Like, what's going on there? This is Why? like a this is like a Harvey Weinstein thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> well, it's, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's a and is this guy married? In, like, it's a family. I don't think he's married. He does have daughters, though. He does have kids. I don't think he's married. His mother, yeah. however, the latest news. Oh, I didn't. Oh. I kind of skipped over. There yeah, was go ahead. Talk, go, go, go. There was, there was talk that he was going to step down. Uh, uh, there was leaked reports. Oh, on Friday, this past Friday, he was supposed to meet the the, the um, powers that be in Spain were calling a um, an emergency meeting, you know, to discuss what was going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Where they were going to give him a chance to resign, it's like you should have just fired him, right? You know, but whatever. They should have fired so, him. Well, yeah. So he shows up and he gives a speech and he's like, "I am not resigning. Do you <gasps> think I'm going to resign over a little peck? You know, like no. And I'm gonna um, I'm gonna offer a, a, an extensive contract to to the coach, to the head coach, to Vilda, and raise his uh, his salary. <laughs> oh, so it's a bribe. 
And then people were Basically. like, people in the room were clapping, and everyone was like, what? So more backlash because of that, because he just hasn't, like, he wasn't going to let it go. He wasn't going to um, ever admit Conceive. anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So over the weekend, because so much, I mean, people in Spain are, a majority of them are like, what is going on? This is crazy. This is, you know, the movement's really taking place there big time. Uh, a lot of calls for him to be uh, fired, but for the whole federation to to just be gutted. <laughs> His mother, allegedly, mm-hmm. the report is that she uh, has locked herself in a church and has gone on a hunger strike because people are um, uh-huh. because people are 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 uh, you know badgering her they're being, son, mean like, to, they're being mean to her little boy yeah uh oh a hunger <laughs> strike she's locked herself in a church and she's on a hunger strike that's the report i don't know if anyone's oh ever, my you know no one but you know God. but it's like that uh now the head coach that is a telenovela now it's a telenovela it is it totally okay, is. i get it the head yeah. coach uh has said, oh, you know, I don't, I don't agree with him, with him, you know, that type of. He's trying to distance himself, but his whole staff has quit, has resigned <gasps> because of the whole situation. Oh. Um, in the meantime, the women players, all 23 that were at the World Cup on that on that roster, has signed and said that we will not play for Spain until he's gone. Wow. Until you know, anybody else. It's all, they were just basically no, this is enough. And then not only wow. that, so the, so. They have some games scheduled for Spain. They have games scheduled coming up. No one's going to play for them. No one's going to play those games on that list. And they, they actually said the list is open to any any Spanish player that wants to add their name. You know, you're welcome to. Right. So it's open right. to like 80-something people. Both, both what? Current, it looks like a strike. Yeah. Current and past players because they had issues years ago with the, the 27-year right. reign coach. Um, and there was a little YouTube video about him being just so just, yeah, he, he was asked to step down at some point, but it, it's nothing new, unfortunately. Yeah. So it's been an ongoing, like, it, like I said, the telenovela. So we'll see what happens. The I thing is, it. is, it's not just him. It's not just, uh, Rubiales is not just Vilda. It's pretty much everybody in that federation. The federation has changed its tune a few times. At first it was going to blame Jenny Hermoso. So, oh, well, everything she says is a lie. What? Oh, my God. And then they took it down. They took it down from their website. They took it. They, they deleted oh it. Oh, my God. Like, they put that on the website? Shot. Yeah. Uh, as our oh. statement, one of their statements. It was, I mean, I'm on, I'm on uh, Twitter because I can't call it X. It seems stupid. Um, oh, that's so stupid. Just following it, I'm just like, wow, this is like if I had popcorn, I would eat it, but it's it, it was almost too oh, much, too um, much. So, and, and in the meantime, uh, FIFA, I think it was FIFA. You know, they usually have a, a an award, a, a a voting for like the head, you know, coach of the year type thing, and and Vilda is on there. <laughs> He's still on oh, there as a as a uh, as a uh, as an option, you know, to possibly win coach of the year. We're like, well, we're pretty sure he didn't coach them that much because, you know, the uh, the players have pretty much done their own work. And not to say he probably doesn't have any skill, but, yeah, suspect, considering half the team doesn't like them, doesn't like them. So, um, or just basically tries to ignore him. Uh, but it, it, you almost can't, you can't uh, believe what you're reading, <laughs> and it's usually yeah. on the on the on the federation side. It's like the the way they flip flop and change. And um, oh, he's going to resign. No, he's not going to resign. Of course, he's not going to resign. And um, you know, it it's, it's a circus. <laughs> it's a circus. It is. So I mean I'm, I'm laughing, but it's it's actually it's like this laughter of oh my gosh what's going on it's horrifying actually um, because it shouldn't take a group of women to win something oh. for their voices to be heard 
Uh, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's like leverage. Otherwise, no one, no one would pay attention. The abuse um, and the uh, sexism would continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I get well, that there's there's a cultural thing there, but it's not just in yeah, Spain. It's no, that, it's, it, it 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 it's at its worst. I think in those in those societies where we're yes, just oh well that's just that's just how that's like that's just how my father was that's just how every man I ever knew yep. was yep. Um, yep yep and that like the pressure to keep to keep one person one man I shouldn't say person one man in mm. charge or to to lift him up um, for whatever reason and and to not admit yeah this is this is wrong. You know, you did something wrong. It seems like the rest of the world was looking at it in real time. And they were, they kept, you know, they kept, the Federation kept saying, oh no, she lies. Like, well, we all saw it. Like we all saw it. Even if you yeah, just take oh a little God. clip and I get that, you know, if you, if you take a snapshot, it, it, it can look like anything, but there's, there's videos. Like, do they not? There's, yeah. there's, that was a, yeah. that was a, that was a phrase people were asking. Do, in Spain, do they not know how videos work? Because there's video footage. Right. Of, of Hello, this proof. Um, I don't think it's out of context. And even with the cultural thing of oh, it's celebratory. It's like you know. No, she didn't. She she, she wasn't into it. She said story. she didn't like it. I mean, and yeah. that, that's just you know. If you, if, I think if you had issued an actual sincere apology, it might have helped a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't do that. You can't do that. Anyway, that's wow. Uh, I I don't even know like you know spiritually because <laughs> I try to tie it in. I think it's um, when you get to those extremes, like like you said, narcissism. That's definitely a term um, yeah. that has been applied to him. Um, Absolutely. And 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 the culture of um, I think what was coming through my mind was that there was. There were there have been stories that we learned in school, like what the Scarlet Letter, right? Where mm. um, you know there are things that happen, there are things that have been written, and, and usually it's the woman that gets the yeah, uh, is the villain, you know, you know, uh, the shame. Every, yeah. Um, and so what's interesting is seeing how things are are coming out, and and. I feel like it, in that one moment, you know, this one thing that happened, so much has been brought up, um, you know, because so much is tied in to protecting something. I don't, we don't know what they're trying to protect, you know, why, mm-hmm. why he, is, he has been held up for so long. And that whole, that whole structure has been held up. Um, amidst a lot of the similar type of controversy over the years and only now because because they have reached this pinnacle um i it's a hard way for things to change but i guess this is how things change it's one way to Mm -hmm. do it um Mm -hmm. and i would say you know these women have been trying for a long time to get things changed to have and really, they in in their in their letter to the Federation a year ago, they were asking for better conditions, which is what a lot of federations, a lot of a lot of mm-hmm. teams, um, women's teams. I can only speak for what I've seen in soccer, but I know it's around just better conditions to to perform um, and to to be rested. To perform, you know, to do the things that to support them in what they do as as their job. That's what they were asking for, you know. Right. Things that would come up, like you know, thinking of like nine to five with Dolly Parton and Lily, all that, you know, that movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yes, that's been going yeah. on for a long time because that was the eighties, yeah. I think. Yeah, uh, and mm-hmm. and, it, and it's twenty twenty three, and these I are know. things. It's crazy. Well, that are that we're you know we're still having to to fight for it. it it's no, I think that's why it's so shocking. It's like uh, those are things that we kind of would say, oh, it happens, you know, like oh, you get a you get a pat on the ass, you know, as you're walking by. Right. Um, right. 
you, you see waitresses that have to deal with that. Um, yeah, and, and right. I think what's even more concerning is that in some of these comments and some of these, you know, yeah, you know, uh, when things have been posted, some of the comments, some of the guys, some of the men, I was like, oh god, I don't, I don't see what the big deal is about. Of course. <laughs> he so he of gave course. her. He, you know, he gave her a little kiss. It didn't mean anything. Uh, uh, yes, I like he violated her personal space. Uh, how about that? Yeah. So yeah, she yeah, she's not an object. Um, and it's and it's concerning in that it's not like I'm trying to go. Oh my God, it's the worst thing. I mean, that you know that it wasn't it wasn't um, a violent violent like you know. He didn't punch her first and then kiss her. No, it was it was, it was aggressive, but it was very aggressive. I mean, it, yeah. it's almost like uh, well, we're we're sort of conditioned because a lot of things we've seen growing up in our right. um, in our art, you know, in our film, in our you know, in our music, it's stuff that we see, so we're sort of desensitized to it. We're used to uh, we're used to that happening for the uh, the man to. Kind of show his dominance over a woman, um, and and you just think, oh well, that's all. he's just ah, boys being boys, and it's really well, starting jump with the grab. Well, yeah, yeah, and I think it's really mm-hmm. starting to um, to click with with a lot of people, not just women, but I think with some of the men who are like, yeah, that you know, it, if you have to. If you have to stop for a moment, then, then please do so and know that if you've done it in the past, even if you're, that, was, that wasn't your intention, you're now getting feedback that this is, this is what's happening on our end where you don't feel safe, where you don't, um, right. you don't speak up. Half these, half these women were speaking up and no one believed them. No one did anything right. about it. didn't think it was important enough. Um, right. So then it escalates into something where does it does, does this person have to be, uh, you know, raped before you actually pay attention? And does she have to have that happen on national television or you know on, on a you know have a camera on her? Uh, I mean, I, it doesn't make any sense. So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of stuff that got triggered, I'm sure, for a lot of people. Um, but where, where, where women are sticking together, men and women are sticking together, which is nice to see. And, and, and not calling necessarily for like just the head of this guy, but, but for real, real change to happen where you have to get those people out. But hopefully you put in people who are as conscientious, but also good at their job, (laughs) you know, um, and we start to train people and teach people to to do better and to be better. I mean, just to you know, just to be more aware of, uh, you know, you can you can do something and you can make a mistake. I don't think it's about you know, don't ever do anything wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing is, if you, you know, if you as, say, a, a parent or a mother or a father, as a person, <laughs> if you are not uh, being those things and teach, you know, saying, okay, well, I, I, what was it? Was like that golden rule: treat others the way you'd expect to be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't understand the ramifications of not doing that, of expecting you to be able to do something, but not not expecting others to do the same thing and, and say get away with it, it's it's going to be an interesting, well, it already is, and it's an interesting world to live in. But now when we mm-hmm. call it out, how are we doing this, you know? And it's easy to, to get into the, you know, this is crazy. It's, it, it's, it can be very hateful. This guy, as crazy as he is, hopefully he will still follow, you know, into the same type of uh, uh, justice that is hopefully laid out, you know, the way it needs to be, whatever that is. I have no idea. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's not just about him though. It's, it's also about, about all the women, not just, you know, not even Jenny Hermoso, but all the women who've had these issues, not just with him. Yep. Who knows what else has been going on on that staff? Who knows? Yep. Uh, 
So, yeah, this is that, that uncomfortable change part. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we know it well. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's going to look but really messy. It's going to feel all kinds of awkward, but we're going to, we're going to work yep. through it. And it'll, it'll yep. hopefully That's shed it. some light on, on a new way of doing things, a new way of thinking about yourself, a new way of treating other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we get too late, cause it's already almost the last, you know, three, four minutes of the show. Yeah. Uh, yep. Jen in the chat is asking if we can get a card for everyone today. So maybe we can end. With yes. That. And, and reading my mind, Jen, because, um, the super blue moon is tomorrow night Ooh. and that's two full moons in one month. And it's really about not coloring inside the lines, but outside the line and have like a big creative vision and, uh, just daring to just be bold and all those, all those things. So, um, very important time. So we're going to talk about that on Thursday. But yeah, I wanted to, because of that, I wanted to end the show with pulling a message. So uh, Jen, we see each other. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Oh, double-digit number, 5959. Oh, this is so perfect with the, with the super blue moon. Carry the torch of what inspires you, regardless of what others think, to pierce darkness clouded by the illusion of despair, weakness, and fear. Wow. Deep. I'll read it again. Carry the torch of what inspires you, regardless of what others think, to pierce darkness clouded by the illusion of despair, weakness, and fear. So like the moon, the, the super, you know, double blue moon, whatever it is, um, to just forget about rules, forget about how, how do we do it, how do we do it right, just being bold enough to embrace your vision. That's what this is about. So this message really ties in with that. And the number is... 5959. Well, right away we see that these are big numbers of change. Transformation, the five and the nine. Uh, it still ends up being a five, but the five is about expansion. Mm, makes uh, sense. The experience. Nine is about letting go, about endings, to make space for something new. Um, and so when you do change, something new is coming. You're giving yourself that, you're giving yourself that space and the grace to, to let things happen, to let things unfold. Um, as you emerge from all of that, a little more aware, a little more wise, um, a little more soulful, perhaps, hopefully. Um, so everything comes from that inside-out uh, vibe, but this change is afoot no matter what. <laughs> it's happening. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's it a great is. message. Perfect. Yeah, and uh, what an interesting commentary from our sports desk. Um, no, that was great because I knew a little bit about what was going on, but I knew you would have like the whole, the whole rich story. So love that. So remember, everybody, tomorrow uh, on the East Coast, it's like 9.35 tomorrow night in the East Coast, um, Really do your research about what this blue moon, super moon situation is and um, really embrace the freedom, the creativity, the boldness. Think outside of the box. Think outside of the linear mind. Just just think about freedom and creativity and being bold to have a vision. It's very powerful. Mm-hmm. So on that note... If anybody needs to get a hold of us, you can send an email to loablend at gmail.com, and we'll be back on the air this coming Thursday at 8.30 a.m. United States Eastern Time. Take great care of yourselves and each other, and as always, let the light do the work and two brighter days ahead. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.